Fish Pier Perspectives is a podcast from Vessel Services on the Fish Pier in Portland, Maine. Hosts Alan Tracy and Mike Foster discuss issues related to commercial fishing and the working waterfront in Portland and regionally. We welcome feedback and suggestions and invite listeners to visit our website or our store. 5% of all online sales go directly to support fishing organizations. Okay, it's September 24th, 2021. Back here with Fish Pier Perspectives, Alan Tracy and Mike Foster. How's it going, Mike? I'm doing well, Alan. How are you? We're at the end of the summer. It's been a while since we've talked, uh, since we've gotten a podcast down. But uh, we thought it was it was a time to do that, um, just talking amongst ourselves, as we do. Um, obviously, the summer's our busy time, and now that we're kind of starting to get on the tail end of that... Um, it's a good time, and of course, we're we you know there's an issue the, the the issue of the right whales is an issue that we're talking about. We're getting asked about. I've been getting asked about it. Frankly, mm-hmm. people want to know how it impacts people like us and what we feel about it. And so we thought it was a good 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 uh, topic to uh, kind of cover some ground on from our perspective. Um, obviously, we're not the experts on it, like a lot of things, um, and just talk about what we see, what we understand, and. Uh, some of the impacts yeah. that we think might uh, might uh, reverberate here. Um, so I think it's important to say at the outset, we are not the experts. Obviously, this is a legal issue. The, this is a regulatory issue. This is, um, you know, everyone is getting, in the state of Maine, there's quite a bit of coverage on it in the press, et cetera, et cetera. To, and, and there's plenty of places to go to get to the bottom of exactly the, the linkage of the legal case itself, the litigation itself, which prompted the um, regulatory response from the federal agency, um, and now how it's flowing through to uh, the fishermen and, and, and on and on and on. I will say a great summary, um, you know, in the, in the state of Maine, on the lobster side of things, um, the Maine, Maine Lobstermen's Association is really has been at the forefront of the fight and representing the industry and doing a great job of it. There's a great summary that Patrice McCarran um, does with Ben Mart- Martens um, through Ben's podcast, the uh, um, Doc Talk from the Maine Coast Fishermen's Association, where she, Patrice really, really is deep into the issue. Obviously, he's doing a fundraising connected to it um, to support being an intervener in the case for the Maine Lobstermen's Association to be an intervener in the case itself. Now we've just heard that the state of Maine, I believe, just freed up some funds so that the state is going to be an intervener, which is all good news on that side. So that's a good source of, of information. Um, you know, obviously it's being very widely covered in the press. There's also a very good written summary um, by the Marine Affairs Institute at Roger Williams University, which is a Sea Grant. Um, connected to the Sea Grant legal program, and they do a pretty good job. It's online of summarizing the actual case itself um, and, and how we got to where we are. Um, so I don't know. What do you think about it, Mike? I mean, what do you? I mean, we're just kind of kicking around our own opinions of the issue. Um, how you? I mean, yeah. are you hearing much about it? Are you? Yeah. Seeing, so, I mean, what do you think? You know, I think there's been a lot of talk. A lot of discussion lately with the lobster industry and uh, and the fears from regulations 
coming upon them and how it's going to affect that industry. And this is one of the first real big signs that that's coming to fruition. And uh, it, it really affects them. And, you know, there's, there's the trap limits, there's areas and, and whatnot that have happened in the past and what will happen in the future. But this closure really, uh, this, this, really affects them. That's concerning. Know. It's yeah, concerning. concerning. Not just because of the, the physical closure itself of the geographic area, which is really, you know, mid-coast and um, more down east. And, and, you know, even a down here, you know, our guys, most of them will say that they don't fish in that area. But, you know, there's been a lot of discussion. DMR, for instance, the commissioner has been talking a lot about the concern is not just who fishes in the area, but who it displaces yeah. and then pushes out. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, it's not just, you know, this has been coming. Everybody's been kind of waiting for, 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 for the action, for the agency action on this, which now we know what, what it was. Um, but there's other things. You know, there's the windmills. Um, I don't think a lot of people understand outside the industry. There's a serious bait crisis mm -hmm. happening right now in the lobster industry. And it's happening now. Now that we're turning into fall, that people, have, you know herring which is the traditional i think we've said this in different places but herring has been so severely cut and the stock assessments there are giving such bad bad uh signs the fact is that the fishery is is completely uh, a, a shadow of what it's been in recent years and that's where most of the lobster bait comes from yeah and then when the pogies come up seasonally you know they catch them they use them but you get to this time where people are supposed to be making their real money, and they are making money because the price of lobster is high. But now they're into frozen bait, and then you couple that onto the. That's where COVID comes in, right? Because there's issues of shipping, there's issues of labor, there's issues like it is happening. So that's not often talked about. I think outside of the industry, the bait crisis. So again, all of these things adding on, yeah. And then here we have the lobster rules, which have been, uh, you know impose this closure area closure and yeah. who knows what's coming next yeah. i mean this it's not done yeah this is just the first step That's right. of agency action to reduce the risk of right whale entanglements and therefore the deaths resulting from you know entanglement and lobster gear yeah um there could be a lot of things coming yeah you know there, there could be other things coming we should just say this is just possibly the first step yeah um do you know how many of the whales, and let's just talk about the right whales for a second. Yeah. Do you know how many right whales there were at the turn of the century, at the turn of the, from the, from the 19th oh. to the 20th century? I do know. you have oh, any, you this right is whales? after, this is coming, right whales, this is the North Atlantic right whale. Right whale. I do not. <laughs> you don't want to guess, huh? I don't know. I think I saw something like a hundred, by, by, by 1935 there was about a hundred. Of course, that's after the whaling yeah. of, of the 19th century. Yeah. And, and the right North Atlantic right whale is, is migrates along the East Coast, where, where, which was whaling central from New Bedford and Moby Dick and, yeah. and uh, New London and every, all the towns up and down that pride themselves on their whaling heritage. So you can imagine that the right whale was, was right in the cross. And they were yeah. hunted to near extinction. Near extinction. And that, they, you know, that's, that's relevant, yeah. right? That's relevant to getting to where we are now. Um, and I saw something like by 1935, there might have been a hundred of the whales left. And then now we hear the number that now there are about um, 360. 
360. I, I thought it recently it got up over 400. Maybe not. Little, yeah, it, it may have. Did that you see the, that? That somewhere? was the last one. They, they numbered them in about 360. Okay. That's the last number I saw. So 360 of them. And um, obviously they're an endangered species, and which all, all that flows with that. And, that. and that's where, you know, we kind of link up with, with the, the lawsuit. What, what, what where we got to this action in the closure that we're dealing with, including some of the other things that the industry's been doing, you know, marking their, their gear, marking their rope, um, you know, adding traps, you know, adding uh, the number of traps on a trawl. There's been a number of things that the industry's been doing for the last number of years to try and mitigate its footprint and, and, and be conscious of that the whale, you know, shares the same space, the right whale. But, it's important to say, too, the North Atlantic right whale, this is something that I don't know a great deal about, but I do, I'm aware, it's not the only right whale. Like, there are other right whales. Mm. And it's always hard to know, um, you know, how the stock is differentiated, yeah. you know, just based on where they happen to find it. Mm. Or, you know, again, I'm getting uh, out of my depth, but it, it's not the only right whale is, 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 the, is the bottom line. Okay, so we have an endangered species, which which obviously we know um, brings it. You know, there's a heightened level of, of, of protection for the species when 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 something's been. This action started that we're that we're dealing with right now. Okay, we're just going to give a real short version of the of the kind of how we got to where we are. And again, there's other there's better places to get this summer, but in 2017. There was an unusual, um, I'm not going to use the right words, but die-off event. There, there, was an unusual, there, was a, there was an unusual number of mortalities in the right whale, okay? That's important to understand because that's where this recent thing really started. Yeah. There was an unnaturally high, obviously when it's a species in danger, they're getting all kinds of scrutiny and study and biological evaluation. 2017, there was an unusually high number of deaths of right whales. Now, again, very hard to know exactly why. The, the primary culprits um, that are talked about are ship strikes, primarily up in the Gulf of St. Lawrence, and then fishing gear entanglement. Yeah. However, it's important to know that there have been no direct deaths from, fish, from main fishing gear entanglements because now main fishermen, main lobstermen, mark their gear. Yeah. With colored rope. Yeah, I yeah. think they splice in a purple yeah. uh, something or other. Yeah. So they would know. But, yeah. you know, the, 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 the defenders will say that it's, it's not just the direct deaths. It's the, um, it's the stresses yeah. that the whales encounter. And, they, and, and to mention also, they, they've done a lot of talking about what the lobsters have done. They've done things to put weak links in. That's and, right. And other gear... <laughs> Adjustments to try to combat the entanglements being lethal or being a real problem. They've already started doing, uh, making changes to their their gear and their trawls and their in their traps. Exactly. The number they've done a number, number of things over the years yeah. to try and the yeah. weak link. That I didn't say that's a good. It's a great point. And then marking the gear and yeah. da, da, da. All right. So 2017, they, there's this unusually high number of mortalities of the right whale. Again, not it's very hard to know exactly why. And of course, there's natural. Predation, there's natural causes of death, right? But yep. the fact is, you you got a population of whales that they literally are counting every single one now, and they know yeah. a certain number of yeah. That is what triggered a, the lawsuit. The lawsuit was filed by a number, you know, I think it's three or four environmental organizations together, and it was against 
um, NOAA fisheries, the, the, the National Marine F um, the, um, NIMFS, um, National Marine Fisheries um, um, Agency, that claimed that their permitting and their their oversight of the of all fishing because they 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 are the they are the regulating body of fishing in in federal waters as we've talked about but specifically of the lobster fishery did not adequately take into account this this incidental take yeah. uh component in which which obviously based on history, based on events, based on things that have happened, is, is known to happen when fishing fixed gear, whether it be gill nets, whether it be mm -hmm. ropes in the vertical lines in the water, whatever, it's known that they do encounter, um, obviously, whales or, you know, different species that are migrating. And then the, the extrapolation that, even though there wasn't a direct link to a specific death in a whale in a long, long, long time, um, that nymphs should have in the permitting factored in this incidental take issue um, and they sued them based on that yeah. and they also sued them based on the fact that they hadn't in that permitting of, of the fishery had not included a biological uh, a, a biop or a biological opinion on this issue and that was really the fundamental of the kernel of again we're not, not going to get into the whole case and how you know the ins and outs of it but but that's where it started i think yeah. it's really important to understand that there was this event there was yeah. this die-off event in 2017 the lawsuit was then filed in 2018 yeah. and it was specifically against nips and it was specifically about the regular the the permitting of the of the fishery yeah and I think that's important to note. That's where you see a lot of the statistics that come out regarding the mortality of the whales. A lot of it refers back to that 2017 start date. So a lot of the statistics you see for deaths over that period of time all originate from 2017. That's where the focus really came into into play. Um, and to present, you'll see a lot of the statistics based on that time frame. Right. So then, you know, then 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 this is federal litiga litigation, and it winds through the system, and that's where the the industry came on notice because then they acknowledged that there should have been a biological opinion. There was going to be a bi biological opinion coming, and that was filed. That was recently this year that was submitted. And then they knew there had to be action. There had to be action by a certain date that the agency had to it was court ordered by the federal court. That was that was where this litigation was happening that and so so that's where you've kind of heard bits and pieces in the last couple of years of like oh we know something's coming but we don't know what it is yet mm -hmm. well now we know what it is yes. we know the first yes. step i should say in the lobster fishery up this way that in in, in where they addressed um that that incidental take calculation about how many whales could potentially become entangled potentially da 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 that was their solution was to close this area specifically the the um that we've already referenced um and then also i i do believe also adding um traps to trawl on you know you can fit it's not that it's closed you, you just can't fish with the vertical lines mm -hmm. fixed gear i mean that's where you come into they talk about the uh you know, inflatable buoy lines and all this stuff, which is completely not ready for, for, right. for prime time. I mean, yeah, th 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 there's just no... So anyways, the new biop concludes that lobster and other fisheries um, 
would not jeopardize um, the conservation framework um, as long as reasonably prudent measures were taken. And those were the reasonably prudent measures. Okay, so that's where we are now. And that's created a lot of the the, the stir and that's created a lot of the, like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And so it is what it is. Again, there's better places to get the, the ins and outs of the litigation. But we, one of the things that I think is relevant to us is I think, and I think people need to understand, I guess is, is the point I would make, is that the impacts of, of actions like that, and then the threat of further action on an industry that is really has, has a number of other issues. You know, we talked about the, the we talked about the, um, the offshore debate, we talked about the offshore wind, blah, 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 blah. And I think it's really important people say, and I, and I, and I feel like, you know, we're kind of stating the obvious when we say this, but the impact the lobster industry has on this state. And, and, and one of the things that we see from the seat that we're in is so clearly how that reverberates, right? Not just the harvesters. Yes, right. Who else? I mean, we can go yeah. on and on and on yeah. and talk about the truck drivers. We can talk about the restaurant workers. We're in, we're in downtown Portland on Commercial Street. We just went out for our lobster rolls today because we had a special lunch here. Lobster rolls. I mean, the tourists. If you don't think that this industry drives and I know that there's plenty of data on it. You can look up and say, well, there's forty five hundred or five thousand lobster permit holders. Okay. Well how many fish in that zone, right? The yeah. the zone that was closed down. Well and only five percent of their catch and it's only seasonal and then okay. Well that all gets displaced. And then you add on some of these other stressors to the industry. That's the message that I think certainly that that I think about is 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 how protective most people need to be of the industry itself mm-hmm. I mean it's easy and we're all have sympathy for the whales right I mean I think that's yeah, important sure. to say nobody wants right whales to die okay nobody wants right whales to die it's clear but there is an if you get close to the industry there should be a natural protection also of the industry itself, sure. and um, I don't know. That's that's yeah. that's how I feel about yeah. it. That's that's my takeaway because we're here. We see it. Yeah. We see the jobs. Yeah. We see the direct relation to the tourists. I mean, even on our fish pier, we get tourists coming down. Say, "Where's the best lobster?" Well, you know, they're clearly here yeah. for the lobster. They want to see the boats. They want to. They want the fresh lobster. They want. They want to feel like they're connected to it, and they are flocking here. Um, there's no question about that, and. Then there's just the more mundane connections of, like as you say, the the, the the drivers, the people involved in the industry, mm-hmm. right? The, the 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 processors, the people who are making the lobster mac and cheeses, which yeah. is an exploding area, yeah. right? Of problem, yeah. I and mean, we, we yeah. see that through our yeah. through our through our business, through different parts of our business, we see all these folks. That has been a huge growth area of the kind of value added. To the lobster, not just the lobster meat yep. itself, not just fresh lobster, not not just live lobster, not just frozen lobster tails, but the actual value added foods that are main branded and happening right here. 
Yeah. I mean, it's huge growth in yeah. the, those areas. Um, and anything that threatens the industry, I, I, you know, people should be aware of just how far-reaching it is. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for some of these lobstermen, as far as the, the income and the effect on the loss thereof, you know, for some of these guys, that, that, time, that time frame that we're talking about during this closure is a time where they make some of their, their best money. That's they, right. They make, you know, a, a larger portion of their annual income in a shorter period of time, this time we're talking about, than any other time of the year. And that income needs to be replaced because that income, again, is spread. That That is spread throughout the, the shoreside supply stores and 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 you know, supporting industries, and if that's not there, it needs to be replaced. It's, it'll be lost, not only to that lobster and his income, but where he goes and spends that money, and the, and the fact that he won't be because of the loss of the income, uh, you know, due to these closures. So it, it is far-reaching, and it's even, you touched on the, the, like the lobster mac and cheese and all that, it even goes down to the shippers and the guys shipping, you know, the, the big shippers and the, the people supplying the shipping supplies, the, the boxes, right. the the styrofoam, the cardboard guys yeah. shipping everything out, Serious the packaging, it's, it, uh, we see it and we see the volumes of it, um, you know, especially during that period of time. And it's real. It's, it's, it's Yeah, and certainly people region. like us, you know, the real shoreside infrastructure suppliers, you know, that's, that's an easy, yeah, um, the, that's, that's like, a, you know, one degree of separation there. But I'm telling you, the degrees of separation go deep, 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 deep. deep. Yeah. Lobster is big, big, big business in Maine and, and it's not um, just a guy in his boat hauling traps yeah. um, it is uh, some of our biggest uh, employers yeah. some of our biggest um, revenue I mean there's some uh, and then obviously connected to the tourists it, it's, it's, it, 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 you cannot separate yeah. tourism in Maine from lobster specifically I mean, you know, it's a big part of it. Yeah. And the people come, we hear them, they come for lobster rolls and all that. And the, so, you know, again, there's a lot to be said about it. Everyone can have their own opinion. And, you know, and I think that's important for us to say, you know, we, we respect it. You know, people do what they need to do. This is the process. This is the legal process. But, but, but it's also fair to say, and I, and I will say, that how this came to be, you know, a lot of times that gets lost in the wash, how these things happen, right? So on one side, you have an industry, a way of life, an entire state's economy on some, you know, not to be over dramatic, but I mean, it's a big part of the state's economy. Okay, so you have that on one side, okay? And the other side, what you have is you have a few people, okay? This is, this is, this is my opinion, so take it for whatever it is, but, but it's also proven up. Who, who are in a few organizations who are funded by primarily a few donations. I'm going to be real. You know, again, I, again a little bit out of my depth, but I, I don't think it's crazy to say the organizations are funded by donations, many of them by large corporations who support, you know, on, on the surface of it, are supporting um, Wildlife protection, habitat yep. protection, whatever, you know, all the different yep. things that, that people protect and, 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 and objectively is important to, to protect. However, you have to call it what it is. It is the money 
from those donations. Nobody's out hauling any traps in those. Don- nobody's out um, picking any lobsters. Nobody's out digging any ditches in any of those organizations. They're in office buildings. They are collecting donations from sympathizers and, and similarly minded people. And those donations are funding lawsuits. That's what this is. This is a lawsuit that is well-funded by, I think it's three, maybe four environmental organizations that have boards of directors, that have donors, that collect that money and funnel it into very targeted litigation. That's what they spend their time on. They spend their time evaluating the Endangered Species Act. They evaluate the Maine Marine Animals Act. They evaluate, they spend their days pouring over this and then finding the challenges. And they file the litigation in an entire industry. And again, it's important to understand, it's filed against the, the, the federal agency that oversees it. And the federal agency, everyone blames the feds. You know, you'll hear that. That's pretty common. Yeah. You know, to be fair, they, you know, they get told what to do. You know, they, frankly, they di- didn't have a biological opinion. And, you know, should they have, shouldn't they have? There's, there's a lot of question there. Yeah. But they didn't. Now nah, that, that kind of became the trigger to get where we are, blah, 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 blah. But the point I'm making is that's how this is being brought out. So now you have, on the other side, you have thousands of harvesters, you have beyond thousands of ancillary businesses, yep. workers, people who are all part of this industry. Now, again, thankfully, organizations like the Maine Lobstermen's Association are, are, are raising a fund. But they, they, you know, they're like doing the firemen's, you know, uh, you know, the, the thermometer on the side of the road saying we're trying to raise this amount of money. This is where we are. Can you spare a couple you know, can you spare some? And people are donating. We donate yeah. to, you know, yeah. people are donating. And they're trying to raise money so that they can intervene and have a seat at the table. And that's what I want to say. I just, it's important to understand that's what we're up against. That's what you're yeah. up against. And they keep pushing it. Now, the state finally has come in. You know, recently this week, the state has found some money to also intervene in the case. And they evaluated, you know, I'm not sure that the end, that's the end of it. You know, for instance... One of the things, you know, when when I look into it, you know, I'm not, again, I am a lawyer, but I'm not. This isn't my thing. But you know, I can kind of follow the piece, piece by piece by piece. Well, you know, there's there's relevant things that have happened from 2017. One being, like in the last year, there was an unnatural number of right whale births. Increase. 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 Yeah. Yep. That is material. To this issue, because remember, the thing started in 2017 because there was an unnatural number of deaths. Well, now we have the other side of it, mm-hmm. and then away we go. But that, you know, that's not going to carry the day. I understand that. You know, the bottom line is, you know, the endangered. You know, it has to be. You know, the species has to be protected. But there are relevant things within it, material. The fact that there has been no known entanglements in main fishing gear for I think I don't know how many years. Um, the real issue seems to be ship strikes, blah, blah, yep. blah. There's really not mitigation uh, things being done about that. You know, that's, you know, why aren't we doing that? And, uh, you know, all we have is where we are. And the yeah. fact is, is that these, 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 these um, solutions, quote unquote, get foisted on an industry 
that already has some challenges and that's incredibly important and that that's really what i think we want to say right yeah. i mean how we because we see it we're on the ground ground floor of it how important and we're also just citizens and we roll around we happen to have reference points to just how far reaching that industry is mm-hmm. in this state mm-hmm. and uh it is it is it is a big deal and you have to have sympathy for it because nobody nobody wants right whales to die certainly nobody wants is, is cavalier about it there is a point at which there's a logic of, well, they haven't been getting entangled in our gear. We have done stuff. You know, we've had, they've added traps to the yeah. trawls. They've added breakaway. Yeah. They, they've marked their line. Yeah. You know, they've, 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 they've done a number of different yeah. things. And it's not showing up. And, and, and you, that, you could just say, well, we're going to do this anyways. It's, yeah. i got to tell you, it's a little bit... And uh, it's, very, uh, it's very common when you hear these lobstermen being interviewed. It's very common for these guys who have been fishing for many, many, many years in this area and to have never personally laid eyes on a right whale. Not once. Not one time. Very common for that to to happen. Yeah. I don't know. What are you going to do? Anyways, we just wanted to give our point of view on it. We're not the experts. Um... But uh, there's plenty of places to find the information. And I, and I would encourage people to do that. Yeah. To, to, to really de- delve deep into it. And, and really also delve deep into how this action came to be. Who it is that's pushing these actions. It's very easy to find out. Um, and also for people to decide whether that's where they want their, their, their support to go. Yeah. Again, not about not whether you support the right whales. But you're funding... Um, you know, it's not a stretch to say you're you're funding people sitting around a conference table saying, "How are we gonna? How are we gonna? Uh, how are we gonna do this? Yeah. What's the legal action? Yeah. What 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 is the cause of action that we're going to choose?" And that and that 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 starts down a uh, cascade of impacts, and now there's an entire industry that has to uh, deal with it. So yeah. that's what's happening. And I think it's important to say too that when you're when you're on there doing your research and you're looking at these references that we made, um, MLA's website, MainLobsterman.org, um, there is a tab on there to donate. So if you want to support the Legal Defense Fund for MLA, you can go on there and that is a spot yeah. that you uh, nice. you can contribute. Nice, nice. All right, good. That's the issue. And uh, that's how we think about it. Thanks. Thank you. Next time. <laughs>